0: Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sobottom. Each week I'll bring you inspirational guests who help you bring fun, energy and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. So legendary listeners, this is episode number 319 and it's a little different today. Uh, today's one that I'm doing with my good mate Ash Manuel from Growing With Gratitude. Now Ash and myself have presented all around the world together. Uh, we've run a number of workshops, uh, particularly in Australia, where we share ideas together on ways that schools, families and workplaces can improve their mental and physical well-being. And uh, Ash focuses more on the gratitude side of things. And I use sort of the more play-based sort of learning side of things. And um, Ash reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and goes, Dale, I think the time's right for us to do another episode together where we give individuals some simple and practical ideas that they could implement in the workplace, at school, or more importantly, uh, leading into Christmas in their own personal life. So um, today... We have a treat because Ash and myself are not only going to share three wonderful ideas each that you may have heard before, you may not have. Um, I know I'm sharing a brand new one and Ash has got some wonderful ideas as well. So, um, as always, try and action something that we speak about today. Uh, You don't have to go, wow, all six that Dale and Ash spoke about were amazing But maybe just try and think of the one that you could implement into your own life to take control of your mental and physical well-being as we get towards the end of the year. So that would be my challenge for you. But besides that, sit back and enjoy because uh, as you can tell, Ash and myself really enjoy catching up. And this is going to be a fun episode for you.
1: and welcome to the Positive Education Podcast. Um, my name is Ash Manu. And today I'm joined uh, by Dale Sybottom of Energeti- Energetic Education and um and, Yeah, that's the one,
0: mate. You got that right.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dale. How are you,
0: mate? <laughs> Great, Ash. It's uh, always a pleasure to catch up, mate. I think it's, um, we were talking before, that uh, we have done a lot of things over the years together. And I think when we do them, normally we spend like a couple of weeks together. I think this year we had nearly two months where... We're, we're sort of living together, basically, and traveling around Australia, and you, then you just don't see someone. So we had a really nice catch up, mate. I think uh, you miss those things. Like I think you take it for granted a little bit when, you know, because we're doing a lot of workshops and we're doing a lot of speaking, but we're also spending a lot of time together, and I really miss that. So it was lovely to catch up, mate. And I'm sure we'll talk about that today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's true, and um, and or on, on the podcast for just the per the podcast that I run, it's, I think you're the actual the third third time you've been on. So wow. um that's uh and it, you must be I,
0: struggling for guests, mate.
1: <laughs> I reckon I've done about high twenty episodes, so <laughs> covered about one tenth of them. Um, hope that feels good. Nah. Um <laughs> but um, uh. what's uh actually just going back to jugger life now and energetic energy education. So I know that when last time we spoke, you were focusing on jugger life a lot what well, can you just explain where you're at with that jugal life and energetic education?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Well, when you start, uh, when I started the businesses, I didn't realize where they'd go. I love the name energetic education. Um, because yeah, we both do work in the education space, but, um, I do a lot of work for corporates. Um, I do a lot of work for sports clubs. Uh, and what I found was having the word education in my name. Uh, it sort of turned people away. Um, so sugar life means play in Spanish. Um, and to be honest, I don't really like that either because people don't know what it means. And I thought <laughs> it was pretty cool when I, when I did it. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so essentially they're a combination of play based, um, companies that, uh, yeah use connection pieces to help people of all ages improve their mental and physical well being. Um yeah, and I'm in the process of thinking about how can I bring both of those together because it is really confusing and I get confused as well. Uh how I can combine those in a name that probably suits what we're doing better. Um but yeah for the moment they're the two brands and essentially I just try and use fun and connection and play to yeah make a fun environment. And when people are having fun, we know particularly in the work we do, mate, that it really does help that mental well being. Um so yeah, mate, that's uh that's it in a nutshell. But uh yeah, if I could go back and change that and the both names, I probably would, mate. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. I don't yeah. know if you know how to go back.
1: It is. Um and, and you'll be looking to rebrand into one. Is that the idea or
0: yeah I'll probably like an umbrella like I'll keep like i like because they're both you know I've had energetic education for about six years and yeah. sugar life for about four now so they've both got their own names I don't want to just get rid of them yeah um, but I want to probably bring it as a collective um where they come together okay. and they complement with an overall thing so um yeah I've been working a little bit through at the moment with my uh, mentor and coach about that um at the end of the day it it's not that important, but I think going forward I' would like to have it all you know, so people don't know how to introduce you or they don't, you know, they how do you say your life? And I think it's hugger anyway. I say it wrong myself. I've been pulled up oh, a couple really? of times. Yeah. Obviously my Spanish isn't very good, Ash. Um, but, you know, like with your name, Growing yeah. Gratitude, it's great. It's general. You don't have – you're not getting pigeonholed just for education because you've got that in there. Um, but you don't know these things when you start out. and You don't know where the journey is going to go, mate. So um, it's probably a nice thing that now I have to think about that because of – yeah, sort of how well things are going.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting when I'm coming up with a name, isn't it? Like it, oh, I, 10 how years did ago. On yours? What, how you cover from yours? how did you come I, with I can't even remember. So I think <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to focus on gratitude and like focus, because I was primary school teaching at the time, and this was back in uh, like probably, probably early 2014, and thought, well, gratitude and what, what sort of rhymes with gratitude or goes along with gratitude and growing with gratitude fits with quite nicely. So that's just sort of how... It came up really. Um and then looked at the domain and it was available, so that's how it came about. Nothing to uh rocket science here about it.
0: Oh no, but but it, like yeah. now now knowing what you know, it's yeah. really good. It really yeah. suits you. Like yeah, it, how yeah. easy on that yeah, how easy on that spur of moment would have been to pick one that maybe didn't, like gratitude and education or like mm. something didn't flow, like you've uh, yeah. It's not luck. You obviously picked it and you liked it. But yeah. uh yeah, you know, I just look at my situation and um I'm very proud of both of them and what they've done and the impact they're having, but um you grow and evolve, so I'm trying yeah. to bring them along with me. Whereas you don't need to do that because you you come up with something at the start that has grown and evolved with you and will continue to.
1: Yeah, no, it yeah, it, it you're right, it has. It's so one of those things you start out and you come up with an idea and yeah, name's one thing, but then like, obviously, there's a lot more to the name. You said it's not, I mean, as you say before, it's, it's important, but it's not be, in, be all and end all kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, yes. no, it's, a, it's a name that's sort of stuck and GWG is a good, uh, what do you call it? Is, it a, is that an
0: acronym? Acronym. Yeah, it's an acronym. <laughs> it's yeah, mate. It. That's really, it's a big education <laughs> yeah. thing. I thought you'd be all over that.
1: Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah so no, it, it fits really well. Um, mate, we'll, we'll keep moving on. And, um, today we're going to talk about six things. We'll share three each about, Possibly what you could do in the classroom or in your own personal life as well, um, in the world of bean space. Try to keep it quite simple because, obviously, in schools in particular, this is a busy time of year. As of recording, it is uh, November ten. No, it's not. What is it? November eighth. Uh,
0: the eighth today, <laughs> mate. But uh...
1: November <laughs> close. <place. laughs> We're close, um, mate. Let's, so our... you have got the month right. <laughs> yeah. <twice. laughs> and um, yeah, it's coming to like towards the latter or the end of school year here in Australia and. Uh, Um, other schools probably leading to a christmas break as well so we really wanted to come up or share some ideas that we've experienced and i guess have worked in classrooms um, and with schools that we work with but first of all before we get into it what have have you been up to mate? what have you got coming up for the rest of uh the year
0: yeah um it's been really exciting uh i've been doing a lot of workshops in australia but more importantly um i do a lot of work overseas to the listeners and uh uh, obviously COVID, uh, didn't allow that to happen. So in the last probably three months, uh, I went over to Saudi Arabia and ran, ran a big, uh, I call them fun chops, my full day thing. So I don't like workshops. Um, so I did one for, it was actually the, um, the Royal Family School in uh, Saudi Arabia. So that was a really interesting experience. I've been to the Middle East to present a lot of times, but never to Saudi. So that was cool. Um Then last month I was in Singapore. I was uh, head keynote for an international uh conference for all federation of British schools all through Asia. So it was pretty cool. It was about 94 different schools, um, Yeah, all over, and I'm actually going back to Singapore uh, next week. I've got um, two workshops in Singapore to start the week, and then I fly to Thailand, and I've got two to finish off the week in Bangkok. And Mm. then the year normally normally we're pretty quiet towards, and I know you are the same, but, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, once you've done something for a long time and um, you start getting a bit of a reputation that – um, it, people don't just want you at the start of the year. Um, and that's been really pleasing because mm-hmm. mate, there's only a couple of PD days at the start of the year. Good. So, um, I think I've knocked back 15 schools already for either the nine, uh, 29th or 30th of January for next year. Yes. So it's really nice it's really to be right able now. to do them. Yeah. So, yes. um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going really well, mate. Now, what about you? You've, uh, well, not work related, but, uh, Sri Lanka on a rickshaw that, uh, yep. that's a life goal bucket list tick off. <laughs> mate, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it was, um, it was good. And no, it's great to hear, actually just going back a step. It's great to hear what you are been up to, mate. And, um, up to the next couple of weeks. And if you haven't seen Dale in action, we've done a number of workshops together. He, I like to call him the goat. He is an unbelievable <laughs> presenter. Um, quite,
0: <laughs> thank you, Ash. I
1: don't thank be, you. It's so very nice. Him, but, uh, <laughs> um, if you're listening on audio, you won't see, it, but, um, no, honestly, Dale, if you get a chance to see Maxwell booking your school, go, you, oh, you, you won't go wrong because uh, the enthusiasm, like energetic education, like you could probably put energetic energy education into the title because it's uh, there's a lot there and um, and there's a lot of takeaways as well that you can apply in the classroom and in your own life. So just a oh, little uh, pump up there, that's, mate. That's, but um, a
0: very nice pump up. I'm sitting here blushing, mate. Oh, <laughs>
1: no, um, yeah, Sri Lanka. It's um, an opportunity came up with a few mates to go over there and do a rickshaw run. So it's organised by a company called the Adventurous, and they do rickshaw runs or tuk tuks. Um, I think they do them in India, oh, Himalayas, maybe a couple of other countries and also Sri Lanka. And yeah, we organized it in February and we did it in October. Um, we started it in a location. I don't know exactly that. Oh, it was actually, we flew into. Um,
0: Colombo. You Lombo, in Colombo, thanks. yep. Colombo yep. okay. and um,
1: <laughs> had a bit of a dodgy cab ride in probably some, I don't think it was actually a probably taxi, proper taxi. Company, <laughs> but um, yeah. eventually got to where we were staying on the first night and uh yeah, had a bit of rickshaw or tuk-tuk driver training, so you actually drive them yourself. And um, it's a bit like riding a motorbike, apparently, and I've never ridden a motorbike, so it took, did take a oh, little really? bit.
0: really? Yeah, you haven't ridden a motorbike? Nah. Jeez, Ash.
1: So, um yeah, it took a bit of getting used to and had some funny experiences, actually, <laughs> on the roads because the roads over there, as you know, mate, been, I know you've been to Sri Lanka, they're pretty crazy, so you have to be, <laughs> you have to be focused the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that was a lot of fun. We yeah traveled around for about well, six or seven days in the tuk tuks. We had four of us and had two tuk 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 tuk's between us, and yeah had a lot of fun experiencing. It's a really good way to actually experience, like because Sri is quite small in terms of size, and it was a great way to see probably half of the the country really. Yeah, it was brilliant. What I noticed is that you never you never not see people. So when we drive around here in Australia, like you could drive for hundreds of kilometers. And it's just all, like, land and, yeah. like, on either side of the road. But everywhere is lined with people. Um I think it's probably about the same population as Australia, but, like, a very small land size country. So that's one thing I noticed um, that was really interesting. And you mentioned before how friendly the people were. They were amazing. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun and I uh, highly recommend it. And uh, it, you sort of come back. It was probably good timing because you sort of – because we're in – uh, took took the whole day and it was probably uh, yeah enough uh, enough time about a week to do it, but um yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun.
0: What um what did you learn about yourself or what did it uh what was your takeaways? Obviously I always talk about the power of traveling um when I go away that it's so gratifying. I come home and it makes me you know, I'm very grateful for where we live and yeah. things like that. But I think it reminds me every time. Was there something that you took away from your trip?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, the way people live as well, like they seem, I mean, we probably heard it before, like people seem very happy um, and they don't have too much. And It's just that reminder of like how lucky we are. But also yeah. like you don't have to be, you don't have to have, and I, I'm pretty lucky myself, I've never been into cars or anything like that or material items. Like it just never interests me. So um, it's just a good reminder about like just being grateful for what you have. Um, and there's always, I don't know, somebody worse off so though, just that. Reminder. I think we know it, but until you actually experience it and yeah, come back and just that, that good reminder. And also just traveling with three other people, like you just remember that we're all different. And so you just got to be not, we actually got along really well, but just be patient with each other. And everyone has their own little things they do and just getting along with others. And, and yeah, we did that really well as a little cohort of four of us. But um, that's something that you learn as well that because that's that self-awareness that we often talk about. Um, just being aware of but self awareness, but also being aware of others as well. And um, when you're traveling, because uh, it's not all about yourself. And no, so enjoy themselves- I, I like that. Very yeah, and I like
0: that. And I think um, it is such a good point. And traveling can either bring out the best or the worst in people. So um, sometimes you've got to be very self aware of other people and their emotions and their feelings because. Yeah. Uh, just because something is easy for you may not be for them um so that's great mate um uh, it looked very exciting it was something that I was like wow I've never I didn't even know you could do that it was yeah. um yeah it was very cool
1: yeah I highly recommend it if you just go to adventure i think it's at adventurous.com or something like that and yeah you can see what sort of tours they do so yeah it was a lot of fun mate um, well I think we should get into some um practical tips that people can take away so the the main purpose of this episode is to Share some simple ideas, as I said before, that you can employ in the classroom um, or in your own life um, in in the space of wellbeing. So, mate, I will get you to start with the first one. We'll share three each. And uh, do you want to kick off with uh, number
0: one? Yeah, sure. Ash. So um, I've sort of gone with, uh, because obviously, you know, we're talking about it's coming towards the end of the year as well. So yes, these are practical ideas that you can use in the school or at work or wherever, but more importantly, these are probably things that you can go home as an individual, as a family, and you can do over the summer period um, that, you know, you can take some time for yourself. So when you are getting back to school or work in January, um that you're in a good headspace you've put some work into yourself um because you know and i talk about this all the time ash as particularly teachers i know a lot will be listening to this that we put everybody else before ourselves so um today is an opportunity yes to take some brilliant ideas for your classroom and your school but hopefully just take away one of the ideas for yourself and give it a try um that would be what i want so um the first one is really directed at Uh, anybody and um it's simply each day going for a 20 minute walk and the key with this one ash is having no device having no headphones even though podcasts are amazing and we highly recommend them um if you listen to podcasts like this you're an absolute legend but um don't have any device on you allow your mind to be curious to be creative to get bored um and it's funny it sounds ridiculous only 20 minutes but so many of us have that device and i'm the same have that device on us all the time um so each day just allowing your body to go allow your body to think your mind uh, and get the benefits of walking uh because it is such a brilliant form of exercise it's great for your joints but more importantly it is just going to help um, above your shoulders so much more than anywhere else. And um, that's one thing we don't focus on enough. We focus on, you know, the shoulders down, like what we're eating, how we look, what we dress like. But a simple 20-minute walk a day without a device, no headphones, nothing in will do the world of good for your shoulders up. And that is something that we all need to focus on more. So that would be mine, Ash. Very simple but very effective.
1: Absolutely. I think for me anyway, Like I remember – um if you I mean a couple of times I've come up with my best some of my best ideas. Well I think they're pretty good. Um like <laughs> while you're walking, honestly, while you're exercising, like with no headphones in and just going out and just like well, you don't have to necessarily think, but sometimes ideas just come to you. And I think yeah. um exercise is a really powerful way to do that. Thanks for sharing that one, mate. I'll, I'll go with a um another one. So this is well, not these aren't in any order, but um number two idea. Um this is probably I mean more so for the classroom, but definitely you can apply it in your own life. And Having a theme day. So one theme day, I didn't come up with it, and I apologize to whoever did, because I can't remember where I saw it, but um, having like a, a theme day, like a great a Tuesday. So making Tuesday, maybe- I use this day. too,
0: mate. Sorry, I apologize to whoever came up with it. Sorry to interrupt you. I use it too. And I always say I didn't come up with it. Yeah. I actually thought you come up with it. I'll give you credit. That's oh, me. no, thanks,
1: mate. I, well, I know that we talk about it in the workshops, but I can't remember where I came across it, but- Sorry,
0: um, I shouldn't interrupt it, but I found that very funny.
1: <laughs> all good. Or, or something like a well-being Wednesday. So you can have a bit of a, a tie, a bit of a fun name into it um, as well. And a couple of ideas that you could actually do in like a theme day is um, you – oh, like a gratitude wall, for example. So um, – and actually in the show notes, I'll put, I've got a set of gratitude posters that you can actually put up that um, individually spell the word out, gratitude wall. And great for the classroom, um, even at home, setting up a gratitude wall. And each maybe Tuesday morning as part of the gratitude theme day, you could add to the wall. And not just necessarily saying, oh, getting the students or yourself to write down something you're grateful for in general, but having like a a question, like maybe it is who's a person in your life that you're grateful for and why. And maybe on a post-it note, um, they can write that or draw a picture, depending on the age. And um, also maybe have a look around um, in the classroom or in the home, what can you see that you're grateful for? So instead of just making it general, make it quite specific, and then you can keep adding to the wall. It looks like a great visual um, as well in the classroom or at home. And wellbeing Wednesday, you could um, dedicate a 45 minute lesson or game or activity to practice wellbeing as well. But having a theme day is quite a simple way to include it. And um, having a more, like could be a part of a morning routine. So on a graduate Tuesday, as the students walk in, they know it's Tuesday and you might have the question that they're going to respond to on the wall. So just something quite simple there.
0: I I love that one as well, mate. And um, mm-hmm. what I've found a lot of school that we work with is um, it doesn't have to be in class time either. This is something that you can do in, you know, lunchtime or recess. And there might mm-hmm. just be a designated area with these activities set out um, that students can lead themselves if they want to. You know, so I think too often we think we need to lead everything as the instructor, the educator, the coach. Um, a lot of time we don't, when we can empower um, our young mm. individuals to take ownership themselves, yep. um, that's really powerful. And it's not wasting, and I know we're all time poor. So um, this is a great way to still get that. I think it's really powerful. Um, the one I want to go with, mate, and one of them, uh, I get a lot of workplaces, schools, parents always contacting me saying, how do we get our young people to take risks, to mm. try new things and not be scared of failing? Um And I go back as well and say, well, how do we get old people to do it as well? Because everyone's so scared of being judged or failing or not doing the right thing or thinking about what other people will think of that. And my response is always no one cares because everyone's so caught up in their own life. They don't know. And one of the ways we need to do that, Ash, is change the narrative that it isn't a failure. It's a celebration because you're brave enough to try something new. You were brave enough to put yourself out there and, Try something that you haven't done before. So that's not a negative that it didn't work. It's a celebration because you are actually brave enough to do that. So I call this the vulnerability wall. And obviously I love Brene Brown and I'm sure a lot of people have heard of her. Um, I didn't even know what vulnerability was until I watched her Ted talk, um, a number of years ago, but, um, On this wall, it's called the wall of failures. And I hate the word failures, but it turns it from a negative into positive because every time, and this is a great thing to do at home, particularly as well, um, if you want your kids to see, you've got to model this, um, but see that, the things you've done in your life that haven't worked. And it's not a negative, it's a positive because you're writing them up there and you're celebrating them because more often than not, then it starts a conversation about, okay, what did this teach you though? By doing that, how did it make you feel? And like a gratitude wall, it reminds you every time, but the wall of failures, every time you walk past it, you can see things you've tried that didn't work. And it might remind you, well, didn't, Didn't hurt me that much. It was okay. You know, and um, particularly when we're trying to educate and change that narrative in our classrooms, the more that's on there and the more we celebrate it, it comes better. Um, I did a podcast a couple of years ago, Ash, with Pazzy Solberg, who's, um, really massive educator, um, particularly from Finland. And he spoke about this, that every day, every year in Finland, they've got a day. I don't know, the 13th of March or whatever it is, but it's called, um, this, uh, the failures day where everybody celebrates one thing they've done for the year that didn't work. Yeah. Um so things like that I think um the big thing that this is all about is putting yourself out there and being okay and being comfortable and confident with doing something that knowing it probably won't always work. Yeah. Um and the only way that starts is by you know celebrating that and talking about it and allowing people the space that it's not a mistake it's not a failure you haven't let anybody down or yourself that you've actually done a great thing because how do you learn? You only learn by trying and doing something, uh, not by talking or planning. I say, I'm going to do this. Too many gunners. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We'll just do it and mm-hmm. see what it comes like. And um, for me, that vulnerability wall or wall of failures, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a great way to do that and to celebrate those and make that language part of how we talk about that that's a positive to even get something on the wall because you're brave enough to try something new
1: absolutely. And how would you well, how would you suggest? Like post-it notes, like handy and once a week or what, what any Um tips? so
0: I've actually just come up with a uh I love, you know, Ash, I love games. I yeah. uh I just came up with a game for it that uh and it might be something that you only do uh this might be something you do, you know, at start off it might be once a month or a couple of times a year. It doesn't have to be a all the time because not everyone has got a lot of things. And if you want them trying new things all the time and failing, then it probably goes against what you're trying to do. Um, So what I've done is I've created this game that's same as your gratitude wall. Um, You write on a post-it or whatever you want. You could draw a picture, but instead of just selecting a question or writing about it, you roll a dice and there's six questions that relate to something that you have tried. So even if you haven't tried something you know, right now, I'm sure when you play this activity or in a classroom, you know, you're going to get a lot of responses on there. The question, it's not you picking it. The dice turns into a game, and it's fun. Yeah. And then the question will make you relate and think back to previous experiences, the things you've done, um, and that's a great way to start. And then you say, right, we're going to play this every term, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you might change the questions, and you might not. It. What I find by having a dice. Uh, with six different questions, is you can use that a lot. Uh, particularly if you're only using it four times a year or something like that. I mean, it might not be. It might be something you do as a whole school. So this could be, you know, in a display area or in a corridor or something like that, and people can just go and add to it whenever they want. It doesn't have to be a special time. Um, but like most things, that we don't know everybody's situation or the narrative they're in or whatever like that. So you might find a better way to work it. But I think that the premise behind having an area where we celebrate it um, is, is really powerful.
1: And I think um, that'll work really well on staff room as well. Just having it, whether yeah. once a term in a staff meeting, sharing some um, things that didn't work, um, but also just having it available all the time. So when that, when something happens and teachers get an opportunity or educators get an opportunity, or it doesn't matter what, what you're in, um, anybody can reflect on maybe a failure that they had or, Something that they tried and didn't work and they learned something from it. So, yeah, I love, love that one, mate. Great idea. Now, we'll keep moving on. Um, this you know, Just number them. This is number four. So, this, I mean, you could adapt this to home as well, but having an early finishes well being um, or oh, how can I word it? Early finishes well being activities available. So, for example, what I mean by that is if we probably all have had those students when they finish quite early, um, they finish their work. Sometimes you send them back to probably get the quality up, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes students do finish a bit uh, <laughs> earlier than others. And it's, it is tricky for a teacher because you've got, I don't know, 25 to 30 students in a class and you've maybe got 10 that are finished and you've got 15 still working. So how do you manage those 10 kids? So having a wellbeing um, tray or a little area set up, where early finishers can access some resources. And um, whether that's a game, um, in show notes, I'll put a, a game called Gratitude Yahtzee, which can be played individually or is in groups. And um, that's an idea that you could leave in there. And the good thing about that game, you can always come back to it. So if a student doesn't finish it, um, it can take some time to do it. Then they can um, put it away. And then next time they finish early or in some spare time, they can continue on with the game. So... um Yes, early finishes, instead of giving them some um, oh, free time, maybe they could actually um, work on their well being skills through a um, game or an activity that you have. So that's just an idea to uh, yeah, implement in the classroom, but also at home. Like if you've got some spare time, um, I like, oh, I've got it here actually. I've got a, um, a journal that I keep. So if I've got some spare time, I'll just write my thoughts in there as well. So this is, i just carry this around in my bag <laughs> and. Um, and just write down my thoughts like some just how I'm feeling. Like, um, nobody reads it, it's just for me. But I'll just get my thoughts down, um, maybe some things that some wins that you had, maybe some things that you could work on. Um, and so just allowing that time as well. So, and, and that I mean that's not nearly finished at home, but just if you have a spare time, just write your thoughts down or watch a listen to a podcast um that could help or add to your life, or watch a TED talk or something like that as well.
0: Mm, I, I like that. And uh I think having it's having a purpose or a instead of just free time having an objective or something mm. to do it just changes you know the outcome um yep. instead of like just be bored or do something like you know when you're going to do that there's an opportunity to learn um or just journaling and it's not a lot of time we don't do any of this stuff for anybody else you're doing it for yourself yeah um and that's why it's important when we are working with young kids that they don't need to know that they don't need to know what the outcome is um, the learning takes place afterwards, I find. Mm. So that's uh, that's a really powerful one there, mate. And hopefully when they leave school, they've got the emotional literacy that they know what they can do to keep on top of their game. Like what you just said, you know, you journal, you read your book, you go for a podcast or watch a TED talk because – you know that's actually good for you and seeing going, oh, perfect. I could just go on YouTube and scroll or watch a Netflix show or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good one there, mate. Uh number five, I like how you numbered it, Ash. It's really shows the education side behind you, mate, doesn't it? <laughs> the real read. teacher, the real teacher coming out in you there. Mm, you still wrong. have you still got your hat on. <laughs> <laughs> um number five for me is something, and I think I took this quote from you, Ash. It's easy to do something. Yep. It's also easy not to do it. Um, do you know who said that? Because, I again, yeah. I do use that quote now. Jim
1: Rohn. His name's Jim Rohn, like a oh, like an old, maybe in the 60s, 70s, or oh, maybe not in that, 80s, 90s, like personal development guy. Um, yep. Yeah, I've read a few of his books and um, good philosophy and, yeah, most things in life are easy to do and easy not to do, and I really like that quote because it's so true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and that's like a. a I finish off a lot of my keynotes um, and big talks now with this um, idea around writing a pal message. And I did this for a hundred days straight, and I still do it every now and then. Obviously, running out of people to send them to because you've got to be authentic and they've got to mean something. But um, I'll get up in the morning and I'll pick somebody and I'll write them a message and I'll start like this: "Dear whoever, please don't feel really have to reply. There's just a few things I'd like to say." And then I write a paragraph of why I'm proud of that person. Mm. Then I write a paragraph of what. I admire about that person and then I write a paragraph of why I love them or what I love about them. Um, I'm not going to lie, this, from actually doing the first one, Ash, to sending it to somebody. It nearly took me a month because, you know, like I was talking about, I was being so vulnerable. I'd never done anything like this before. But um, the impact it had on my life was profound. Um, And not only that, now it's it's like when you talk a lot about kindness, um, the ripple effect of doing something for somebody else and how it makes them feel, uh, they share it with other people. But I think the big thing about it is, like you said with Jim Rohn, it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. Why it's so powerful is it's just because. It's not because it's a special celebration or they've achieved something. It's just because. Um, and they will treasure that message. They will read it over and over. And I know you, you don't do kindness to get things back in return, Ash, but mm. um, a lot of times you get nice messages back. And I have got a screenshot of every one of them. And in my phone, I've got uh, a photo album called Treasure Chest. And anytime I'm feeling a little bit down or lonely or anything like that, I'll go back through and read those messages. And it just reaffirms, you know, that, yeah, I might be feeling a little bit down now, but that doesn't always represent the person I am. And it just sort of changes my chemicals and my thinking. And it sort of snaps me out of my funk. So um, if that's something you want to know a little bit more about, I did a TED Talk. Oh, it would be nearly four years ago now, Ash. So you can just type in Dale Simon on TED Talk. And I talk a lot about the Pell messaging and why I did it and the impact it had on my life. And particularly with my family and friends and um, a lot of my male friends now, like, you know, we say we love each other and we hug and, you know, we never used to do anything like that. And, and because I was the one that was vulnerable enough to start that narrative and now um, our conversations and connections are so much deeper. Uh, so, yeah, like we said, and I'll keep flogging this quote, it's easy to do that message because it only takes two or three minutes. It's also very easy not to do that message. Uh So let people know what they mean to you because – they don't know what's going on in your head and you don't know what's going on in your head. And unfortunately, a lot of the time we wait for somebody to pass away to share all these nice things and they're not even there. So if you are listening to this today, action it. Think of one person and send them a message. It doesn't have to be a pal message, but just tell them how much they mean to you because I bet they know it, but they don't know it. So uh, that would be my thing. Um yeah, yeah that's cool. the last one i've got a bit of a rant there sorry ash but no, no, um, i'm cool. very i'm very passionate about it and what yeah. it has done for me as a human being um and the connections i have in my life
1: yeah absolutely it's that's, that's a great idea for kids as well like you could do it as a mm. um a writing task in the classroom um get them to choose someone in their life that they really appreciate and i guess like a bit of a, a gratitude letter as well isn't it in a way yeah, yeah. It's very similar yeah but a bit more probably a bit shorter and um yes, it's, it might as well. probably
0: it's probably more direct um I just what I found was and I use this when I do a lot of my student sessions, so for example, next week I'm at uh an international school in uh Bangkok, and I'm speaking to all their year eleven uh year twelve and thirteen students, so they're a year ahead of us, so I think there'll be about three hundred or four hundred students in the auditorium. And I'm giving away my secrets here, but I always take them on a journey with my talk and get them to do things. And the last thing I do is for them to select either a parent, a carer, family member, or somebody not in the room and let them know what they mean to you by handwriting it down mm-hmm. um, and then go and either give it to them or read it to them. Yep. And I always think back, I wish someone had have told me to do that when I was in high school or even primary school, because um, it's... I'd never tell my parents that, and I wish, like, I've done it now, mm. but I wish I could have at the time, and I wish I'd known the impact it has on them because mm. I've had so many parents in school send me emails saying, wow, well, uh, that, that letter or whatever you got our students to do, I read it all the time, any time down, it's exactly what I spoke about. Um, very simple little thing to do, but it can make a huge difference to not only the person that read it, but uh, the receiver. So very yeah, good activity to do that one.
1: Mm. No, absolutely. brilliant, mate. really appreciate you're sharing that one, and hopefully, yeah, the listeners will take action on that one for sure. Now, we'll get into the final one, number six. Do you
0: so, save the, the best to last, Ash?
1: not hey. sure about that, mate, but I, I really <laughs> like this one. This can be applied in a classroom, across a whole school, um, in your own life, and it's this thing about habit stacking. Now, James Clear, who wrote uh, Atomic Habits, this is um, a concept out of his book. So essentially what it is, it's taking something you already do and then add something onto it. So you're stacking and layering on top of something you already do. So an easy example is like brushing your teeth. So, um, well, hopefully people brush their teeth like <laughs> maybe, um, in the morning and, um, cause you're brushing your teeth. Well, why not while you're there, just add in flossing as well. So your, your initial habit that we've probably doing, done, been doing for years and years is brushing your teeth. And then, well, you might add, okay, well, we want to start um, flossing. So, you associate that brushing your teeth and flossing at the same time. So, you're adding that flossing in as a habit. So, that's probably an easy way to look at it. But when I read that and heard about that habit stacking, I thought, well, how can we apply this into um, the classroom, um, particularly focusing on, on the well being space? So, what I thought, well, what are you already doing in the classroom and around the school that you can stack some well being onto? So, for example... Like wall space, like you have wall space in the classroom. So this is not so much an actionable thing, but you've got wall space. So why not um, create a display of students' work and wellbeing or something like a gratitude wall, where it's something that can be added onto um, regularly. And I think that's a good thing with wall space that we can students continually build on their learning and um, make it a meaningful space. So yeah, taking that wall space that's already existing, but just adding a well-being activity on there or displaying students' work. Or another thing you can do is like with literacy, um, maybe a writing task. And we just spoke about a gratitude letter or um, a little note. You could actually create a, a gratitude writing task within your literacy lessons because it already exists, but you're including some well-being in there. And there's a whole lot of different examples, um, even across the whole school with assemblies. So most schools have assemblies. Um, now after COVID back into in-person assemblies. So you could add a um or a little five-minute item in the assembly where a, a class, um, for example, talks about what they'll be doing in the wellbeing space. So you're taking something that already exists and adding some wellbeing into it. And I think you can apply that um, across your own life as well. So habit stacking is a really um, simple way that you can think about what you're already doing and then adding some wellbeing into it.
0: Love it, mate. Very, uh, very simple. And I think if people already look at, it, I know you speak when you're in your workshops about homework. You know, like we're already doing it. Yeah. So how could you just tweak it a little bit to add a little bit of well-being into it or whatever? Yep. Um, because I'm sure a lot of subjects, it's very easy to mix them together. You know, mm. so and I'm very passionate about you know moving and learning at the same time, or well, it's the same as learning and well-being at the same time. You can yep. get all of that, even though movement is essentially well-being, but you can add all those into it. So you're ticking off so many different boxes while you're still, you know, and we have a huge focus on that plan and literacy and numeracy, which is great, but find ways to make it fun and integrate other things that we need. And we know is really important. And mm. that's essentially what habit stacking is.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. hundred no, percent. So mate, there's six ways that we can um, incorporate some, I guess, being into our own lives, but also in in the classroom. And obviously you can use your teaching skills or, your, for your own benefit um, and ways you can adapt some of those ideas as well, Um mate, I think that's a really good um, episode today with some great actionable ideas and a bit of a bit of a conversation about
0: um, yeah.
1: what we've been up to. And I yeah. just want to—we um, both actually got books. So yours is um, "All Work No Play" um, and a subtitle of "The Surprising Guide to Feeling More Mindful, Grateful, and Cheerful," and that came out uh, um, a couple of years ago. So. It that that what we just spoken about will definitely in your book will, um, complement what we just talked about. And I think the book that, um, I wrote as well last came out last or late last year, early this year. Um, which the title is a pretty long one actually growing with gratitude, building resilience, happiness, and mental well being in our schools and homes. Um well
0: no, it, it tells people what it does, mate. Very yeah, very true.
1: And it was actually longer than that, I had to nail it down. I had so.
0: to rein it in. Yeah, <laughs> I had to it
1: in. Um yeah, and, and both um books published by Wally. So um actually thank you for the introduction to Wally um at the at the time and uh, that ended My up pleasure. coming through with a an opportunity to write a book, which I never thought I'd do. So um they're available on like the Amazons and Booktopia. Everywhere. Uh, Everywhere. So um, they'll complement what we've spoken about today. And also in the show notes, we'll put um, a couple of links to resources and the gratitude will post that I mentioned the Yahtzee game that you could add to um, the early finishes well-being. I'll, uh,
0: I'll send you that uh, vulnerability wall oh, as cool. well, mate. That's yep. uh, yeah, one I've just created that I haven't released yet. So I'll uh, I'll send that one through, mate. We can, uh, yep. yeah, I, I think the more we can give people, hopefully exactly. you'll use it. I think you can listen to this, but uh, yep. it's up to you to do something about it. And hopefully with the great resources and inspiration, uh, you can do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, I think it's a yeah, really good um, time to wrap up today, but I uh, want to wish you all the best for your next week, mate, Where you're overseas. And thanks, um, enjoy the trip and the workshops with the staff and students.
0: Thanks, Ash. Appreciate it. And thanks uh, once again for organising this, mate. This is a great concept. I look forward to episode four together in about 10 episodes. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh, brilliant, mate. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, legend. Thanks, mate. mate. Bye. Bye.